get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivs and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line where I'm very happy to be joined by Conzo Martin. He's the Mizzou men's basketball coach and, of course, an East St. Louis native. Conzo, we appreciate the time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Let's start with this. What's the last 10 days been like for you? Uh, man, it's been somewhat a bumpy road. Um, uh, I think they've been talking in terms of George Floyd and also Arby. We, we saw those situations. Uh, not that we hadn't seen it before. Uh, exhausting. It takes a toll on you. But I think more than anything, um, something in me, and maybe you can say that the COVID virus uh, made me obviously take a stand. Um, you always want you're making decisions because this is important, especially when you deal with life and you're dealing with people. And I go back to when I was out in California, when Colin Kaepernick took took a knee, and uh, I saw that up close. Uh, and I just, you know, I think more than anything, and this is hard to say, uh, self-preservation over the situation because you want to provide for your family, and, and a guy like me, I provide for more than just my immediate family. You, you, you help young men and women in communities, families. You do so many things. You try to do right by people. So... And working for a university, you want to be careful there. So I didn't take a step. And then this happened. And obviously stuff happened before. I mean, when I was at uh, a situation a couple of years back, and it just seemed like... And, and then I just got to this point where I just said, I have to do something. And I think uh, you have to take a step. So part of the change. I, I have to get in the trenches to be a part of the change. I, I just can't sit back anymore, and that's what it came down to for me. So I, I think that's really interesting, Conzo, because I've noticed that you've been very available in the last couple of days. Not that you're not normally, you certainly are, but uh, you've spoken out differently in, the, in, the, in this moment than I've seen from you in the past. What, what about it in particular made you feel like this was the time when you, you really needed to make sure that your voice was heard, that you felt like you had something to say here and you wanted to make sure that people were able to hear it? I think one of the things, man, you just you find out uh, when you, and I kind of give you a backdrop, and anybody that plays sports and understand the anxiety, the stress, and the fear when you worry just in a sport, how you feel. Um, and, you know, I read something a long time ago, you never really uh, live in until you experience a scary place. Uh, and then you have to figure out where your faith is. Do you really believe in God and those sorts of things? And I just kind of go back to, you think about fear. It, the, the way fear makes your body feel. 
it, it takes a toll on your mind. It, it takes a toll on everything you want. It makes you afraid, the, the stress, the anxiety, uh, the negative energy. So, so imagine walking like that for 20 plus years of your life on the edge. Not, not every day. I want to be clear here, but on the edge. Um, that just, I, I just said, man, I have to, I have to be a part of this. And I, and I go back to my mom because we, we have Zoom calls on Sunday with, with my family. It's my mom, my brothers, sisters, everybody. And, and my mom just said, uh, she used the word sorry. She said the word sorry cannot bring a mother's son back. That's not good enough. He's gone. He, he would never, I would never see him again. He would never done this earth again. And I think when you, when you think about the word racism, that is, that is a word that's been around, I, I guess, as long as I've been on this earth, as long as my mom been on this earth, but the word racism, I, I think we have to, the people that care, we have to treat that word the same way we treat cancer, the same way we treat HIV and AIDS. We try to kill those diseases. We do everything in our power, the amount of money we spend to eliminate those diseases. I, I, was, I was a cancer patient, and I'm only here today because of the money that was invested before I was on this earth. That's why I'm here, and I'm grateful to be here for that. So now you fast forward. That word has to be eliminated. That that word should be in a museum somewhere that, where it no longer exists at some point. And as long as I continue to stay on this earth, God willing, I have to do everything in my power to fight that and fight it in the right way. Now, Conzo, uh, I'm a father of four, and I know you're a father as well. And I talked to BK yesterday about it that, you know, we ended up having a conversation at the Rivers House and the conversation was about current events and what's happening in the world. And, you know, my kids had questions about certain things and, you know, we're doing the best as we can as parents to inform them, to educate them, to make them better so that that generation keeps evolving and are better. How are some of the conversations with your kids, with your son, and and you know what are some of the things you're you're trying to educate him on in order to help this process as well? Well, I think what we talk to our kids about, and I, I talk to our team about this as well. My players, so the same thing I talk to my sons about, I talk to my my players about. I said the most important thing that we have to do is because we can all talk about this issue, but we have to be a part of. It solving a problem, creating solutions. So I said to our guys, the first thing we have to do, we all have to register to vote. So we gave all our guys the information to vote, and we have to make sure they do that. And, and I will be adamant about making sure they vote because we can't complain about something if we're not in the trenches to try to correct it. The second thing that I talk to my players about, and, and, and I have white and black players on the team, we, we have to stop, well, our players stop using the N-word. And they, I don't deal with that word around me. They don't use it around me, but oftentimes as young guys, you're in the locker room and you use that word. I said, because now if you have a, a guy sitting next to you of another race and he hears that word and the way you said the level of comfort in which, which you say it, then that makes him comfortable with saying the word. And all of a sudden you're upset when he uses that word. Well, you just said the word like we were having fun. So stand is Malcolm X, he said it best. He said, if you want to keep something from a black person, then put it in the book. Then put it in the book. We have to educate ourselves. And I think, in my opinion, the most important entities in our society, in this world, starts with the school teachers. I remember each one of my school teachers' words that they've said. I remember their faces. They had a major impact on my life. They did a tremendous job developing me from a young man into a man. The transition was beautiful. They were an extension of my mother when I went to school. They made sure they held me accountable. They educated me. They loved me. They made me feel good. They made me confident. 
And then the other entity, I think what we need to help our young men and women understand, especially of color, police officers are wonderful people. Yes, there's some that seem to have an issue with black boys and black men, but they're wonderful people and they make our country go. They have just as much, if not more value than school teachers. But I think on the flip side, and I'm not a police officer, I'll say this with all respect, they have to do a better job of training. In my opinion, they have to train with the mindset of a Navy SEAL. They have to train from an educational point of a, a scholar because that is a tough job and they require a tremendous amount of precision because you cannot get out of your car with your hand on the trigger unless it's hand-in-hand combat. There has to be a relationship within the community to say, hey, man, I'm a part of this community. I understand what you're going through. Let's talk about it. But if you're getting out of the car and your hand is on the handle, that is a problem within itself. And if that job is too tough, you shouldn't be in that job. We're talking about the other Go ahead. No, sorry. Go ahead, Coach. The last thing is we have to lean on the churches, the pastors, the ministers, the they have to get involved with this as well because they play a major role in our society. And I think all three of those entities play a major role. We can't lean on sports to bail us out every time. We need those entities to build up our communities and all of a sudden the world will change. We're talking to Mizzou men's basketball coach Conzo Martin here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Uh, coach, my, my first year at college, I went to Mizzou, uh, was in 2011, and that was the same year that we saw the Trayvon Martin tragedy. Um, it feels like basically every year that I've been around in my adult life, there's been another name added to that list at this point. I was at Mizzou in 2015 when there were the racial demonstrations on campus, and now here we are today. Um, does this moment for you feel different? Does it feel like we are seeing actual potential for change this time around compared to what we've seen in the past tragedies that have happened? I mean, it's been longer than the last decade, but specifically over the last decade. I think it it feels different this week, but I think what happens is we we have to stand the test of time. There'll be two weeks and then there'll be a month and there'll be a year. Then we have to say, where are we? Because what happened, I, I think Sports has a way of intervening sometimes in a positive way, but in this case, if it intervenes, it'll be in a negative way. We have to deal with this situation. And I think what happens, I grew up with Trayvon Martin's dad. Uh, he, he's a little older than us. We grew up in the same project house in East St. Louis. But I, I think what has to happen is, and, and this is the harsh reality of life, every story does not have a happy ending, but we still have a God and we have to believe. And I think that is the hard part. And, 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 you, you look at Martin Luther King, he had to get out in front of that. Here's a guy that knew, I don't think I'll be on this earth for a long time. Can you imagine at any moment that you know that I'm about to go? That is a painful, scary feeling, but I still have to get out in front of this so a guy like Conzo Martin or, or Sandra Martin's mother can move forward. And then all of a sudden, a guy named Conzo Martin can move forward. And a guy named Mike Smith in Idaho can move forward. That is a painful, painful thing, but we have to get out in front of it. But we can't make the level of progress if we all are not. Coach, I have a final question here for me is, you know, everybody always wonders, you know, what can we do? What can we do? How can it change? In your opinion, what's the number one thing that as a society we can do to start moving in the right direction? We have to commit to solving the problem. We, we talk about it. We have to commit to t- solving the problem. We, we have to get in the community. And everybody has to talk about it. 60 white people talking about it. We have 50 black people 
everybody has to talk about it. And, 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 and Lord, the same thing I say to our players, in order for you to be successful, uh, it's going to be some uncomfortable times. But in order to get comfortable, we have to go through this uncomfortable stage. We have to hear certain things. I, I've been on the phone with at least at least 10 guys that I know that are white guys that I have relationships with. How, what can I do better? What can I tell my players? What can I tell black people that I know? Help me understand certain things or help me. Un- and I even ask them, uh, older white men, what, what do they see? I, I, I want to know it all because I want to be educated because I'm a student and I'm learning and I'm okay with learning. I have no problem with this. And the last thing I'll leave you with, and I think this is for all of us to understand, because when you say something that's so bad, think about this. The jungle is never a dangerous place if you know the trails. It's never dangerous, and that's what we have to understand. We have to know what's going on. We have to get involved. That's Mizzou men's basketball coach Conzo Martin, an East St. Louis native and one hell of a human being. It's uh, an honor and a privilege, Coach, to be able to talk with you today, and it's an honor to be able to call you the head coach at the university that I went to school at. Um, Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. We wish you and your family all the best, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking again soon, Coach. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. That's Mizzou men's basketball coach Conzo Martin here on Ribs and BK. Listen, I know at times the audio quality wasn't great on that call, but I hope that you feel the same way that I do, that the content of the call certainly made it worth it. That That is a genuinely great human being that we just talked with. Um, Some great insight and, and great words of wisdom there. And, and I think it's you know it, words that we can all take in. We can all absorb. And I, I just... Very appreciative of his time coming on today. I think this thing that stands out to me about Conzo is the fact that he kind of mentioned it there. Listen, I was at the University of California when the Colin Kaepernick protests were taking place, and I didn't speak up then. And now I feel the need to do so. And I think that's that is what I talked about yesterday in our open, Jamie, of... Mm-hmm. And I kind of asked him this question. My entire adult life in the forefront of the news has been stories like this. We've seen it here locally at in both Ferguson and at Mizzou. We've seen it affect sports. We've seen it affect our real lives. It's, It's been omnipresent all the time. And so the difference to me is that there are people that are discussing things now that are looking for real tangible change, that are looking for progress now that weren't having those same conversations even a year, two, three, four years ago. This one feels different to me. Now, maybe it won't. Maybe there won't be any change that comes from this. I I hope that that's not true. I hope that something meaningful comes from this because when you have people like Hanzo Martin and you hear, frankly, the pain in his voice and the calling that he feels to make sure that he's talking about this, that's where the change comes from. That's where the leadership comes from. A guy like that, it, I, I, I didn't say that lightly. It's an honor to call that guy the head, head coach at Mizzou. That, that guy is a hell of a human being, and I'm glad that he was able to uh, join us here today.